the Zach Wilson show must end. It's not a show. It's a horror story. The losing streak continues. The Jets lost their 15th straight game to the New England Patriots on Sunday at a ugly, rainy MetLife Stadium where Zach Wilson was atrocious yet again as they lose 15-10. to 10. What should the Jets do at quarterback? What went wrong in this clunker in the swamps of East Rutherford? Kaz and I will react to a brutal Jets loss at home, and where do they go from here? Will they sign or trade for a quarterback this week? It's all coming up next on a post-game edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Getting a set up, throws it, it's going to reach the end zone. It's going to reach the end zone, it's batted around. Oh, there was a chance to make the play, and Cobb could not hold on. Right now, Zach is the best player in the... In the um... He's who gives us the best chance to win. You know, it starts with me. I got to find a way to be better. Um, we're going to go back and watch this film, and we're going to we're going to find all those things, find out how we can improve. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. I'm Jake Brown. My co-host Brian Castello will join me in just a second. You heard the montage. You heard it, courtesy of CBS. You heard Coach Sala. You heard Zach Wilson. I am done with Zach Wilson. Enough is enough with this guy. You thought trotting him out there for another year with all the playmakers, improved coaching, better team, Super Bowl contender, the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers all summer long, all training camp, up until week one when Rodgers goes down. You thought all of that would make a bad quarterback good. You continue to see what Zach Wilson is. What is he? He's not an NFL quarterback. He's not one on a depth chart, two or three. He doesn't belong in the league. Listen, we can make all the excuses in the world for Zach Wilson. We'll say this. The offensive line wasn't good. They had to make adjustments. Dwayne Brown goes to IR. Makai Becton goes to left tackle. Joe Tipman makes his first start at right guard. AVT moves to right tackle. It's a lot of change. And they were not ready for that change, clearly. Losing their 15th straight game to the New England Patriots. The Patriots are the Jets' daddy. 15 straight. It's been since December of 2015 since this stupid franchise has beat the New England Patriots. And if you're a Jets fan, you got to be sick and tired of the ineptitude at the quarterback position. You saw Mike White come in and have success last year. You saw Joe Flacco come in and have some success. So I don't want to hear anymore that every guy out there sucks. Oh, we don't need Colt McCoy. Oh, Carson Wentz, he's trash. Oh, Matt Ryan, he's too old. He's out of retirement. Vinny Testaverde can come out of retirement and play better than Zach. Don't tell me that there isn't a better option. I don't want to hear it. It's a stupid explanation. It's stupidity is what it is. Go get a quarterback. If Tim Boyle is not good enough to play for Zach Wilson, get someone who is. But, Jake, they have to learn the offense. 
It's going to take time to learn the offense. So do it now. If it's going to take a couple of weeks, you better get rolling because the 41-point Kansas City Chiefs are coming to town on a Sunday night. You got embarrassed on CBS. Now you're going to get embarrassed on the worldwide stage nationally. It's not going to be played locally. It's going to be played across the world. And you're going to get your asses handed to you in front of the whole entire world. What are you going to do then? Is Salah going to say next week, Zach gives us the best chance to win. No more Mr. Nice Guy. We're in season three of this. We know what Zach Wilson is, and it's not in the NFL. 17 touchdowns, 22 interceptions in 24 games in the NFL. 18 for 36, 157 yards, was sacked three times, a QB rating of 17 and a half, one rushing yard on one attempt. Every third down, couldn't convert it. I mean, are you kidding me? Two for 14 on third down. Let's do a one-yard check down to Tyler Conklin. Let's throw the ball into the fourth row. Maybe it'll hit Fireman Ed in the head and give him some sense to maybe not come anymore to Jet Games because it's not worth watching. The poor people in that stadium sitting in the rain in their ponchos watching that trash. And the Patriots did nothing fancy. It's not like they dominated this football game. Yeah, the defense played great, and they contained the rush. 22 for 38 on the ground for the Jets. Absolutely nothing on the on the ground. McCall Hardman, there's an APB out for him. Two snaps. Jeremy Ruckert, one snap. Xavier Gibson, zero snaps. Nathaniel Hackett's going to deserve some blame on this too because the offensive play calling has been atrocious. Can you get a gadget guy involved? Can McCall Hardman touch the ball and see what you can do? Garrett blow up on the sidelines with Zach a little bit. There's a blow up with Michael Carter yelling at Coach Taylor Embry. This thing could unravel, and it already is. Even at just a, just one and two, the Chiefs come to town. You got to go to Denver. You got the Eagles. You got the Chargers. You got the Giants. No game is easy for this team. Go get a freaking quarterback. I don't even care if it's Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan right now or McCoy. Give up a, a good draft pick and get one of these backups. Don't laugh. Don't goth. When I'd say go get Cooper Rush or Jacoby Brissett or Jameis Winston, who now is probably not a trade piece because Carr is hurt. So they're going to need him. And those other guys, they might need him. So, yeah, those guys might not be available. But don't tell me those guys aren't an upgrade. Because if you, if you say that, you don't watch football. And I don't trust your football IQ because it's zero. Just play mistake-free. That's all you got. It, it, it takes more than that. And, of course, the defense has to force a turnover. The defense has to do more. But what do you want them to do here? They didn't give up that much. I mean, the leading receiver was a guy not related to me, Farrell Brown. What else can you say? This is a disgrace. Bad coaching, bad quarterback play. Bad offense, and the Jets are one and two. And I'm sick and tired of having to watch this crap. When we came into this season expecting a playoff contender, maybe a Super Bowl contender, but even when Rodgers went down, you expected this team could still fight for a wild card spot. What you're watching out there, you'd be crazy now to say it's a playoff team. And I acknowledge I said that recently, but Zach has regressed even more. 
We thought he'd be better. We thought mentally he was there. Everything's there. These guys could say all they want after the game. They're saying the right things. But you know inside they're thinking, good God, Zach sucks. But, it, I mean, it is a team effort. And the offensive line didn't give him much time. But when he had time, he was running backwards, sideways, to the point where I keep saying he runs all different directions except forward. One attempt, one yard on the ground today. Can you have a design run for him? And if Tim Boyle's, you know, not good enough, then shame on on management for setting this team up to fail like this with Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. Go get a freaking quarterback. Two touchdowns, seven picks. Zach, four games against the Pats. 53 for 109. That ain't going to cut it, Chief. Go get a freaking quarterback. Let's bring in Brian Costello. We lost this game because I, I just dropped the Hail Mary. I mean, that, that's point blank, period. I was just reiterating the message that it's on me. And, you know, I I should have made that play for us to win the game, regardless of what happened earlier in the game, what went our way, what didn't go our way. We still had an opportunity at the end of the game to win the game. And I, I expect myself to make that play. All right, I bring in my co-host, Kaz. I spared Kaz from having to hear me yell and rant about Zach Wilson and the mess, so I could be a little bit more monotone, Kaz. Um, you got to get another quarterback. I won't yell anymore, but enough. And I know you're lot, you're, what you say and everyone says. It takes time to learn the playbook. There's not many anyone good out there. But the guy in front of you is hot garbage. Zach Wilson is a terrible quarterback. So if you bring Carson Wentz in, He's probably still better. It might take him some time. You bring Cole McCoy in, he's better. You can't trade now for Winston probably because Carr is hurt and Winston's going to be needed. I don't know if you could trade for a Cooper Rush. But, Kaz, do you think the Jets bring in a live body that can throw a football this week? I'm not sure, Jake. I, I think it's uh, it's too fresh right now. Like, right, obviously, they've been looking, right? The Jets have been looking. I know that. They've been looking at the options, and they just haven't felt there's a good option out there, Jake, but this was another uh, data point today to, to make it clinical, right? This is, this was, I think they looked at the first game against Buffalo and said, you know what? He did okay in a tough spot coming in the game and uh, helped them out, you know, helped them win that game. And then last week, I think it was, oh, the offensive line was terrible. What was he supposed to do? You know, he he showed some better prop pocket presence, footwork, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, the Patriots game uh, is the same movie we've seen before, right? There was one good drive. I thought he did some nice things on that drive, and the rest of the game was just nothing. And, you know, Jake, I think I don't know how much we've talked about it, but, like, this idea in the summer – of oh he's improving i just didn't see it i think i told i think i've said on here before it was one memorable throw you guys all saw in the hall of fame game everything else was pretty forgettable and he made some nice little no look passes that hard knocks caught and that was about it for training camp like it just i didn't see a difference so yeah i don't know i don't know jake i i get it i get totally get it i just don't the, the call for another quarterback but i think a few things have to be considered here one None of these guys excite you, Jake, right? I'm, I'm talking about the guys who are available on the street. I'm not talking about trading. No one's trading their backup quarterback right now. They're, that's just not happening. So this is the Colt McCoys, the Carson Wentz's, the Matt Ryan's, those type of guys. None of them really if are. McCoy's excited. elbow is okay. He doesn't excite me, but I think he's still better than Zach Wilson, a healthy Colt McCoy. All right. You're going to be playing behind this offensive line, which played a little better Sunday maybe, but I don't know. I have to watch the watch it again. Watching it live, it felt a little better, but not. they're not good, even with the changes. So 
if you're now adding a 30 something immobile quarterback, that could get even uglier. And I know how Jets fans feel about this right now, but if you do this, that's it. That's it for Zach Wilson. He's never playing again for the Jets. Like that's it. Yeah, I know, but sounds fine to me. But look, like they made this decision. If you're Joe Douglas, you made this decision in January, right? That you were going to keep him. You were going to bring in Aaron Rodgers. You were not going to cut Zach loose. You were going to stick with him. Hope that Rodgers could work his magic on him. He was going to sit for a year or two years, whatever. When you made that decision, you kind of screwed yourself. Like now you screwed yourself because that's that you couldn't bring in another quarterback and make him the number three, right? He had to be the number two quarterback. So that you're paying for that decision now because because Aaron Rodgers went down the fourth play, Jake. Like it's that that's what it is. They they never thought he'd be playing. So if you do this, you bring the quarterback. His confidence is gone. Okay, like if if Carson Wentz is brought into the building. Carson Wentz can't play next Sunday against Kansas City. Like, let's say they sign Carson Wentz on Tuesday. He can't play against – he doesn't know the offense. So now you have to roll Zach out for maybe two weeks to get Wentz before another quarterback would be ready. Before you go to Denver and play the team that just gave up 70 points. Right. His confidence would be gone. And then if you're making the change, like, it's over. Like, you just have to be ready to pull that lever. And I'm not – I get it. Fans are ready to pull the lever. I'm not sure – that Joe Douglas is, uh, you know, I remember this with Sanchez. There was like 2012. It felt like they hit a point in, in a Monday night game against Tennessee when he had like four turnovers and you felt it after the, like, it was like, all right, that's it. Like, can, this guy can never play again. I just, the options aren't good, Jake. <laughs> I don't disagree, but I think the lever needs to be pulled. And I think we, we didn't really analyze this mistake when they made it back in January when they're like, all right, we're going to keep Zach Wilson because when Rodgers came here, you're like, whatever. Zach won't play unless Rodgers, you know, got hurt. But I'm sure, you know, he won't get hurt. It'll be fine. And then we saw it four snaps into the season. What could happen? And it's taken a downward spiral. And, you know, Joe B was on the show last week and he said, you know, if they lose this game, I think this is a five or six win team. And he is spot on with how they look right now. With the change on the O-line, Dwayne Brown going IR. You know, I agree. I didn't think the O-line was terrible. They obviously didn't give him enough time, but we can't use yeah. that excuse every week with the guy. He still was, like I said, can he ever run forward? It's always backward, sideways, uh, this I'll way, say this, that Jake, way. I thought the Patriots did a really nice job, and this is kind of the, like, sneaky brilliance of Belichick. You're like, people are like, oh, what makes a Belichick defense difference? He saw, right, like, Cowboys last week were flying off the edges, and Zach had some running lanes where he ran up the middle. There were no running lanes today up the middle. They kind of sat in the middle and made sure he couldn't run. And he, anything, any you know, he ran outside a few times. That was all he could really do. I thought that was a really nice part of the Patriots game plan. But, yeah, I mean, it's it, this, this the thing I'll say, the thing I'll say about five or six wins and that kind of stuff. The NFL is crazy, right? The, the Arizona Cardinals beat the Dallas Cowboys today. They did. Yes. Okay. So, you don't know. You don't know. Like, last year, at this point, the Jets were one and two, and they rattled off five five wins in a row. And Zach Wilson was their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Or four wins, four wins in a row. Sorry, they were, four wins in a row. Then they lost New England. Then they beat Buffalo. They won five of six with Zach Wilson as their quarterback. So, right, you don't know. You don't know. It's a crazy league. Things can happen. 
the schedule, like it's brutal for the next few weeks and then it eases up. So you never know, Jake. That's my, that's my sunny out. Give me the, you never know crap cause you know, you know, you know, they suck. And your eight win prediction is looking more and more possible. It might even be too nice. nice. Who would have thought eight and nine too generous. Who would have thought? Oh my God! It never ends with this team. Any given Sunday, Jake. That's my that's my <laughs> slice of positivity for Jets fans right now. It's really, but it's true. Like this league is crazy, and right, you, you, you know, you were sitting there last year. Remember, one and two it was like, oh, they got to go to Pittsburgh. Who knows? Then they play Miami at home. Then they're gonna they're gonna play. They're gonna have to go to Lambeau Field, and then Denver is like, oh my gosh, and then I'm winning those games. So you just you just don't know. I hate to even say this, but. I wouldn't even be mad if they signed Joe Flacco right now. Oh. I, I can't believe I've hit this point, but I would not be mad if Joe Flacco was signed Monday morning. I will not be mad. I'll be like, you know what? It's an upgrade. Still an upgrade. Just, I mean, we talked about it. Like every other quarterback has had success with the likes of Garrett Wilson. I mean, Garrett Wilson, you saw he was mad. You know, you you saw the silence. You bring the binoculars to the game. You saw what was the blow up on the silence. You saw Michael Carter yelling at the running back coach. I mean, this doesn't happen when you have competent quarterback play because when things are going right, you don't have guys yelling at each other, looking at iPads, throwing iPads, you pointing at you, you pointing at you. Michael Carter probably mad because he had one, you know, he had zero carries and he had one reception today. So he he had nothing. I mean, we talked about it on Thursday. McCole Hardman, two snaps. I mean, are they saying, let's do the opposite of what they say on Gangs All Here. Let's do what they don't say to do. Maybe they should start listening to our podcast because they would know what to do. Two snaps. Jeremy Rucker, you said, play him more. One snap. And, you know, Gibson, who's not more of a special teams guy, but you can put him out there at some point. Zero snaps on offense. That you don't get as mad about. But two two for Hardman, who you talked about, $4 million for two snaps. I mean, what do you give him, $2 million per snap? I mean, it's unbelievable. And then one for your best blocking tight end. I mean, the it's from top to bottom, Cause The management not bringing enough quarterbacks in. The coaching for not making adjustments. No gadget, no trickery, no difference against the Pats. And the players for sucking. And, the, you know, we talk about the defense. We haven't mentioned them. They were okay. They weren't great. They weren't bad. But, again, they didn't make the big play. Zero turnovers today. Um, they let Farrell Brown leading the is the leading receiver. You know, not no relation. I have no answer. Uncle's named Farrell. I didn't even know he was in the NFL. This guy, you know, the defense was great, but that shouldn't be the bar we're setting here. It shouldn't be. You know, they'll win if the defense forces a turnover. That is a low bar to set. That's a lot there to cover, Jake. For I, yeah. I, wonder, I wonder if your mom considered Farrell before she went with Jake. I, I would like to get. Mama Brown on the podcast asked that Sabrina would have been her daughter name if she had a daughter, oh. Sabrina, no Pharaohs. Yeah. Uh, McCole Hardman. Let's start there. They just, I mean, they must not like him, Jake, like that. There's this pretty easy conclusion to come to, right? Like they signed him. You could see it in camp. There was a noticeable change one day in camp, Jake, where it was like, huh, Randall Cobb is out there a lot. Like, and Hardman all of a sudden wasn't. And so I think, there's something there with the coaches that they don't like about him. But that being said, even if you don't like him, I mean, again, I don't think this guy needs to play 50 snaps, but how about like a little 10 play package where like he's got speed, like run a jet sweep to him, you know, run a reverse, Jake, your reverse, do, do get, get the ball in his hands a little bit, do something. The chiefs are a very, very good organization. When they let people go, you, you wonder. So, you know, maybe there is something there. 
you know, I know people are going to scream creativity, Jake. That's always what people scream. To me, it, it's not really about creativity. It's about finding simple ways to get the ball in the hands of Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. And I thought there was a few, like they started the game with a short pass to Garrett. He slipped, but and they went to it later and he gained like four yards. I just think like a little hitch pass, maybe a, I know, I know everyone hated the wide receiver screens when Adam Gase was the coach, but some wide receiver screens just to get the ball in his hands and see if he can break one. Running back screen. A running back screen to Brees Hall is again like running Brees Hall up the middle is not working clearly. But like, could you could you just try something different to get the ball in his hands? And I don't think that's creative creativity, Jake. I think that's simple. I think that's just simplifying the offense. Um, and look, the one drive they had, I'd like to go back and watch it, but it felt like they were they were doing some tempo, and you can't live like that, Jake, because you'll kill your defense. But, hey, you could do it every once in a while. You know, mm-hmm. the Patriots used to do it, remember, back in the day. And just come out for a drive and say, okay, we're going no huddle and keep the defense on their heels. I think you got to kind of do stuff like that. I don't know if that's – like, I'm not talking about flea flickers, Jake. I'm just talking about just mixing it up a little bit. And then defensively, I'm with you. Um, this idea that, like, oh, we're, we failed if we give – we don't keep them to zero points. Like, give me a break. It's the freaking NFL. Like – if you give up 13 points, you should win the damn game. Every game. Every game. Every game. Right. So the defense, this is not on the defense. Uh, yes. They, they like, if they're going to be the 85 bears, you got to get some takeaways and that would help Zach Wilson. That would help the offense. If for once they could get the ball, like on the opponent's 20 and do something right. But they didn't, so they didn't have a lot of impact. They, uh, did they sack him at all, Jake? I don't Zero know. sacks. Zero sacks. So that's another one. Where's the pass rush? We thought this pass rush was going to be devastating. So there were, there were, I gave, like, you know, my report card I do, I gave the defense a B because there are, there was dings in this. But overall, this isn't on them. <laughs> like, this, 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 game is, this game is on Zach Wilson and the offense. You know, I think Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know, Jake. You know, they fired Mike LaFleur. Everyone wanted Mike LaFleur gone, and it feels pretty much the same to me. Yeah, I don't – I mean, Hackett, is, there's just been no adjustments at all. And you I, don't, know. I don't know what the guy can do. Like, the quarterback can't play. So, I hate killing – you know, I hate killing coaches when – I'm a players guy. This is on players, but – I yeah, agree. I just I, – you'd like to see something from Hackett of, I don't know, just trying something. Tim Boyle must be just flat out atrocious if, now, if he's again, not even being considered. Again, listen though, Jake. This is not just it's not that simple. Again, if you pull that lever, there's no going back. That's it for Zach. And I get it. As a fan, you're like, okay, I don't care, do it. It's different when you're with that guy and like they they made this decision in January that they thought he had talent. It's his third that- season. You can't keep babying the guy. I mean, he's not a child. You're in your third NFL year. If that happens, so be it. See ya. In the words of Michael K, that's it. I okay, mean, I you're hear saying what you're see saying, it for Tim Boyle. You're saying see it for Tim Boyle. Well, that's like, why you got to get a quarterback. But like, he's not, but there's nothing out there like. You know, they should have signed Gardner Minshew back. I know he looked good today in in March, right? Like that's, you see a team like, okay, they had a bad Mm -hmm. quarterback plan. Like the, 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 so like the problem in my mind, Jake is not what they are doing at quarterback in September. It's the decision they made in January Mm -hmm. that like you could have just cut them loose and said, we're moving on some cost and we'll bring someone else in. I think they felt like they, oh, they had this master plan with Aaron and, Aaron could be his mentor and he like he was his idol and sounded all nice. 
would it look nice if Aaron didn't tear his Achilles on the fourth play, Jay? Like it's just it's brutal. I mean, it's brutal. Like I get it. The season, no one's canceling the season, so we're gonna have to analyze every game every week. But the Jets season ended with on the fourth play of the season. Guys, and the theme of your shirt, the Jets are not giving me a reason to believe. Ooh. Zach Wilson is not growing up. That's that's a, that's a, that's a, oh two God. references enough of a hearts. Hearts, do you have a gong? It might have been my favorite, your favorite line I've ever uttered in the history of this podcast. <laughs> a couple uh, Bruce Springsteen uh, hit hit songs, but you know, there's no hits here. It's it's ugly, and you know, Randall Cobb, the last play. I mean, the fact they were still in this, and that play almost happens. Cobb slips. This is a veteran lead, and this is something I, you know, Zach was a little bit better. He's like, I need to be better. Blah blah blah. Take full. How did Randall Cobb in the last play? He said, we lost this game because I dropped the Hail Mary. That's what he said to the team. I mean, that's a true veteran, a guy who's been in the league forever. He's taking accountability for a team that he should not be taking accountability. Should he probably have had that? Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, come on. I mean, he did nothing wrong. I I think, um, Jay, from from talking to some players, I think what Cobb's message was is that everyone on the team needs to look in the mirror. Like that, you know, they don't want to make this about Zach Wilson, right? As teammates, as coaches, I get it. They so they were their their whole thing was like everyone could have made a play, everyone could have done one. Like Sauce, Sauce was like, I gave up two catches to Bourne, and we're like, he's like, I I could have done better. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's what we're, that's where they're at though. Jake was Zach Wilson, and that's where they were at last year with Zach Wilson. It's like the margin for error doesn't exist. Right. It's like if you, you know, if Sauce feels like if he gives up two catches, they're not going to win the game. It, it, Randall Cop doesn't catch a Hail Mary. They lost the game. Like he, there's just no margin for error at all. And they have to, if they play perfect football, they, they can win games, but that's about it. I would love to be in the Jets group chat because you know there's one that doesn't include Zach Wilson, that group text, <laughs> where they're like, good God, this guy sucks. Can we get another quarterback? Or there's probably, I miss Aaron with like a crying emoji, just. Uh, yeah. th- that group chat's got to be popping right now, but you know, they could sit, defend them all they want. Cause you know, this team is pissed off at the quarterback because yeah, I mean, even though the offensive line was not great, you saw guys open. There were guys there. If, you know, I didn't watch back the whole tape, but watching back the highlights, you saw, he does not find the open guy quick enough. He waits too long. And by the time he's there to wait, he's sacked or he's running around going this way, going that way. He doesn't he's see gotta the field. find that first read. He doesn't see the field. Well, he doesn't see the field. Well, you know, he said he did last week in Dallas. He doesn't see the field well. And I do think there were some issues. The couple of the sacks early on where, like, the guys weren't open, but he just got to get rid of the ball. On and then the safety. Get, I know you're you're in the end zone. You got to know that they're coming for you. Just throw it in the dirt. He did that a few times. The one time you cost your team two points. I mean, that was big. You could have ended up going for a field goal in the end if you had a shot. I, don't know, like, I didn't think he held on the ball there. I thought he just got popped, you know, by Judon. You gotta be aware of his surroundings, cause I mean he is not I'm aware. Eyes in the back of your head, though, Jake. Like I, I don't know. I just think, yeah. I I mean, third, you question throwing there at third and fifteen though. He had to throw, so I don't know. I don't know what he could do there. I'm not gonna kill him on that one. There's plenty of other plays you can kill him on. How do you expect me to watch? I just finished a Mets season. Where hey, when's the hot stove? Mets hot stove talk. When do we start? When do we start? A couple I days. Just finished a Mets season hot where they're stove? fighting out of last place. And here come the Jets f- trying to fight out of last place. I mean, I it's unbelievable. I, I can't wait to hear what Tommy Pham has to say about these Jets. Oh, my God. This is the least hardworking team I've ever watched. You're right, Tommy. 
Oh, get Tommy, can we get Tommy Pham on Zach Wilson, please? Yeah, let me uh, let me get him on the podcast. Amazing but true tomorrow. Uh, although we may have Bartolo Colon on. That's a nice uh, change up from uh, the Mets things that have been going on. But this could get ugly. The Chiefs coming down. And listen, the Dolphins look unstoppable. I mean, 70 points. Yeah, I mean, Jake, the Bills I, looked incredible. Like, this division is pretty good, and the Jets are not. Jake, I just took a glance at this. I'll probably make this in my rewind tomorrow, but the Jets have scored 71 points in their last seven games combined. S- seven. <laughs> and I I will look at when how many games you have to add up for 726 yards. I'm going to feel like it's probably close to that, too. Like 42 seasons since I mean, they they've scored one. Jets have scored one touchdown in each of the first three games. I'm not on offense, you know, obviously the bills, they had the punt return, but on offense, they scored once one touchdown each time. I mean, this after the end of last year where they couldn't score touchdowns, it's just, it's tough, Jake. It's, it's the groundhog day, man. You know? And this is why week one, when they won, I was still sitting there demoralized. Cause like a lot of fans let their celebrating. What a win. I was like, yeah, I can't believe they won, but it's probably going to get worse. I mean, you knew when, when Aaron went down that this was a possibility. You did not prepare yourself for you know what could go wrong. Your thought was like you said, fans wanted to twist themselves. This is a great reference. Fans wanted to twist themselves into a pretzel, thinking Zach Wilson was good. Yeah, and I love soft pretzels. I get them at games all the time, but I don't like the pretzel that Zach has twisted everyone in, thinking that Aaron Rodgers' tutelage, coaching, you know, playmakers, he would become a better player because he does not look an ounce better than he did the last two seasons, and that is alarming. Yeah, the whole player, the whole quarterback development, Jake, I've obviously lived it many times here. There's small degrees of development, but for the most part, you either can do it or you can't. You know, it's like you there's somebody with the Jets that always teases me that I because I I looked at them in the beginning of training camp in 2022. And I said, this guy can't play like he's you can't he can't play like just get rid of him. They were like, you were off of him quick. I just don't. I, I just haven't seen it, Jake, where a guy like gets dr- drastically better. And I know there's like three guys in the history of the NFL that people want to bring up all the time, but there's about 150 that <laughs> other examples of guys that just didn't get better. And so it, I just, and I think for, for also Jake, like the thing with Zach, because this was an interesting, uh, one of my editors, Mark Hale was saying, well, well, he's a backup quarterback. So like he's playing like a backup quarterback would play Zach as long as he's a New York Jet, will always be the number two pick in the draft. And that's how he'll be evaluated. I do think if Zach goes to Jacksonville next year or he goes to Minnesota or somewhere and he's no longer the number two pick in the draft, right? That he's just a guy with no expectations. Then like you could look at him, well, okay, he's okay. Cause, cause it's like he could be a backup quarterback. It's almost like with Sam, as long as Sam was here, he was the number three pick. He goes to San Francisco and people are like, oh, he's the most talented thrower of the football the 49ers have ever had. That was said this summer, right? Like it's insane. So it changes. As long as he's here, though, he's got that hanging around his neck. That he's the number two pick of the draft. And I think, you know, like today the booze came out pretty hard and I don't blame the fans for booing him. But that's always going to be the case where, you know, like a Mike White, Mike White had a great game his first game. So that helped. But like. He was an unknown. Nobody knew who he was when he started playing. It was like, oh, my God, look at this guy. He can, you know, there was no expectations. I just think that's a just much easier situation to be in. Man, even Mike White was throwing touchdowns to Robbie Robbie Chosen. 
I forgot he changed his name. Who does he think he is? I thought his first name was Chosen. I I, I, I got all confused. Yeah. He uh, was the Chosen one. Yeah, I thought that was the final insult of the day for the Jets fans to see Mike White throwing the Robbie Chosen uh, for a touchdown. I that- think that happened while the Hail Mary happened. It was like a double whammy. It was almost the exact same timing. And you clamor for him now. I know the Jets weren't going to pay another quarterback. But man, it, it looked it would have looked like a smart investment, and you would have heard the Mike White ch- chance raining down along with that rain at MetLife Stadium on Sunday if Mike White was here, cause here's well, yeah, they couldn't afford to pay Mike White as well as Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Like you can't, like like that's just not happening. But mm-hmm. one other piece, I'll give you another silver lining, Jake, shred of hope for you. Oh, okay, God. as bad as bad as they played, as bad as they have looked in Dallas, it was eighteen to ten at halftime. So it was a one score game, right? And against the Patriots, it was 10 to three at halftime, one score game. They had the ball with, they had, I'm not even going to count the Hail Mary drive, right? That was like a fluky. The two drives before that, though, they had the ball with a chance. And especially the one where they got the ball at the 45 yard line with two timeouts. I was like, oh my God, they're going to win this game. Like, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, as bad as it's looked, the defense is keeping them in this in, in these games, and so they're going to win some games. Shake, it's not going to, you know, they're not going to go one in six, one in six. What was the math now? One in sixteen would be the uh, math. Yeah, I will not be going to MetLife Stadium next Sunday night. I was considering doing the final Met game of the year and then going to MetLife. The Jets might lose eighty-four to three next week that's, to the Chiefs. That's, that is one day of sadness. Yeah, yeah, literally, I'll end that's, up drinking the night away. <laughs> There's nothing better yeah. you do with your Sunday than that. I mean, I'll watch at home. I uh, are you going to go to the Mets game? Uh, probably not. Depending on the weather, it's, the weather's been kind of crap. Weather was crappy all weekend. I didn't do much. I saw Krista Stefano comedy show Friday it was great, and then mostly stayed in all weekend. But yeah, this is going to be unwatchable. But let's uh, it's not gonna be let's see what, let's see what happens here. Maybe know. maybe they'll scratch out a few. You never know. We said three and three at the at the break. So they got the they're one and two. They'll lose to the Chiefs one and three. And then let's say they beat the Broncos. Just because the Broncos gave them 70 points. Two and three. And then Eagles. Uh I might do a live pod another Bruce Springsteen song from Atlantic City. Uh that's three right there. You know a lot of Bruce songs, Jake, for someone who uh, does Bruce. I don't. I literally during this Googled Bruce Springsteen oh, pop song. So, you are such so, a fraud. I got you excited. Fraud. I, I literally uh, was trying to make references off Google. So, uh, And then Live Pod, I might do from Lake City, Eagles, Jets. So that'll be two and four if they beat the Broncos going in. So we'll preview that Chiefs game on Thursday's podcast. Let's see what yeah, they bring yeah, in. I'll, I'll, give you a I'll give you a sneak peek, Jake. Patrick Mahomes is good. Will Will Taylor Swift be at MetLife next Sunday, Jake? That that'll be, be the highlight. That's She'll the big question of the week to me. Is you know, I I that's going to be exciting if Taylor Swift is there. Uh, Mahomes got hurt before the half, where I thought he was going to miss the next game. He ended he up okay? playing the second half. Okay, it was yeah, fine. I saw I glimpsed at a TV while I was writing. And I saw him limping, and then they cut away from that game because it was such a blowout. So I didn't know if he he remained I, in the game. I don't know why he came back in. It went to halftime. So he came yeah. out of the half and came in. I'm like, it's 31 nothing. Why even risk it? Yeah. And I guess he was fine. I guess it was an ankle injury. Maybe it'll end up being a sprain. Honestly, Blaine Gabbert would probably beat these Jets. That's how bad they are. Well, Blaine Gabbert. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes also won the Super Bowl on a high ankle sprain. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't count him out for an ankle sprain. Like, that's we saw that 
movie in January so or February. Mm-hmm. You well, know. Taylor Swift makes her return to MetLife Stadium next week. We'll see if she's in, in a suite, and uh, maybe they'll give her some uh, sloppy joes. And uh, that's one that I'll send. Serby, go get Taylor Swift. Go get you know. Yeah, if she shows up, maybe I'll go next week. You know, maybe I'll go for that, and and we'll we'll find her and say hello. Uh, well, we'll preview that game on Thursday, and I'll close this episode of Gangs All Here next. I do gotta do gotta ice up. He's trying to stop me from having kids in the future. He <laughs> 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 tripping. All righty, that says goodnight to episode 151 of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me in producing the show. Subscribe to Gangs All Here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, write a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify, and you can watch the show on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Subscribe there and follow that up Gangs All Here playlist. Give us a thumbs up below and comment below. What should the Jets do at quarterback? Get some help! They need help. They need help. Let us know. What do you want? Are you cool with Cole? I'm, I, if McCoy is fine in that elbow. I know everyone's complaining that he's better than Zach Wilson. I'd be perfectly fine if you got Cole McCoy and he's your new starting quarterback. You cannot get worse than what we're watching. Let us know in the comments who you want at quarterback. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio and follow Kaz at Brian Kaz. Well, the season must go on. You're only three games in. The silver lining, like Kaz said, they're within one possession. But the Chiefs are coming to town. And this could get ugly. So we'll see what the Jets do and if they sign a quarterback. We'll preview that Jets-Chiefs Sunday night game on episode dropping on Thursday. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Gangs All Here. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll talk to you Thursday. Happy uh, Jewish New Year, Yom Kippur, all the Jewish people out there. And we'll talk to you next time on Gangs All Here. Ta-ta. Atrocious!